May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. There is a new term in finance. It's new to um, the, uh, the parlance of investing. It's called cryptocurrency. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. The most famous version of this is a product called Bitcoin. It's hard to explain, um, very difficult for me because I'm not in that world. But think of it like the dollar or the yen or the British pound or the euro, anything like that. It's, it's not exactly like that, but it's kind of like that. It's just not backed up by any, by any government or any government bank. It's called a, a decentralized digital currency. And so it's just like somebody decided one day to make up their own money and put it out there. And then people began to buy and sell this, you know, trade money like they would currency on the Internet. And it kind of got exciting because, it, it, especially with Bitcoin, it began to grow quickly. There were some, some uh, you know, possibilities here because it started out at zero. So maybe it will go up. Who knows? If you, if you look at it, though, the, the difficulty is, is that it's not backed up by any government. Nobody knows who started it. It, it, it just sort of began, and it has no government behind it. So like if you pull out your dollar and, and you read the top of the you know, Federal Reserve note, the United States Treasury promises that that dollar is worth the same all over the world, no matter what. But with Bitcoin, there's, no, there's, no, there's not even a, 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 a tangible thing. It's just a digit in a computer. But it sort of has some promise, some possibility. Consider this, five years ago. 2015, January 2015, Bitcoin was trading at 388 to 1 U.S. dollars. So to buy one Bitcoin, it would take 388 U.S. dollars. Um, about a year later, it dropped just a little bit. It was at 367 dollars. So 2016 starts out 367 dollars to one U.S. dollar. But 2016 was a good year. And at the end of 2016, December 31st, 2016, Bitcoin was trading at um, 973 to 1 U.S. dollars. So it had a good year, but nothing like what was going to happen in 2017. In 2017, Bitcoin started out at, at what I said, 967 and 973, and by May, it had jumped to 1,600 to 1 U.S. dollars. So 1600 to what? And then by the time we get to July, it was at $2,600. By the time we get to November, 7000 to 1 U.S. dollars. And I read the story about this fellow whose name was uh, Sean Russell in the United Kingdom. And he decided at 7000 to 1, it's time to get in, right? And so he took his entire life savings, 120000 U.S. dollars, and he put it all in Bitcoin. All of his money, all of his eggs, as it were, in one basket. By the time we were eating Thanksgiving dinner, the end of November 2017, Bitcoin was trading at 11,000 to one. And Mr. Russell was as happy as anybody in the entire world. He said uh, to a, a reporter, he said, um, uh, by the time he got to late November, um, he says, uh, I, I, I woke up one day and realized that I made $16,000 in a single morning. And all of a sudden it was like, wow, mortgages are going to be paid. You know, vacations are going to be had. Like, 
a helicopter might be in my future. You know, there are all sorts of things that are going on in his mind. And you've already jumped ahead. You know what happened, right? By the time we get to December 2017, just a month after he invested, up to 20,000 to one. And then it began to fall. And it began to fall down to 15,000 by March, 8,500 by the summer. By the time he got to his one-year mark, Bitcoin was down 3,500 to one. He had lost $60,000 of his $120,000 life savings in a single year. But he was a believer. <laughs> I'm staying in. Last check, I think he's still in. And good news, it's back up. I think it's just below 9,000 to one right now. Sometimes, sometimes investments, you know, they can be great, right? You can. Our history is full of uh, of, of people who made, you know, kind of a, a shrewd investment and, and got rich really quick. But I think it's more full of stories of people who thought they were going to get rich really quick and then didn't. You know, they they lost everything. And so the strategy for sound investing is probably what your mother told you. You know, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Right? Be careful. Be prudent. In fact, I was reading uh, in, in preparing for this. I, I was reading Warren Buffett's advice to investors, and there were two parts of his five-step advice that struck me. One was wherever somebody else sees fear, that's an opportunity. And the second one was think long-term, not just short-term, think long-term investment. I got to think about this for a while, and it seems sort of contradictory, doesn't it? You know, be bold, don't be a coward, be brave, go out there, be prudent, be careful, <laughs> think long-term. But they can both be true. We can think about the short-term and the long-term. We can think about the dangerous and the prudent. Those things hold together. And in the gospel lesson, we have something like that today. It's kind of a, a tangled story, if you're not familiar with it. This fellow, his name is John the Baptist. He's, he's famous in, in ancient Israel. He is by far the most famous religious figure that exists. He, he exists before Jesus. No, nobody knows anything about Jesus, but John the Baptist, captivating. People are flocking to hear him. When he's out in the desert, they go out to the desert. When he's down by the river, they go down to the river. They want to hear him, and they follow him everywhere. He even has men who have given up their lives to stay with him, you know, and, and follow him. He has disciples before Jesus has disciples. And in the gospel lesson, we have John walking about one day, and his sermon always has this. There's one coming after me. There's a guy coming after me, and he's the one you need to pay attention to. And then he says, and that's the guy. And he points at it. That man right there, it, the Bible has this cryptic kind of language, uh, the Lamb of God. Maybe not a lot to us, but what he means is, this is the one. I told you one was coming, and it's him. It's this fellow Jesus. And some of John's disciples said, really? <laughs> you know, let's go see. I want to go check this out. And so they're kind of creeping on Jesus a little bit. And he turns around and he, he sees them behind him and he's, what are you looking for? You know, like, this is what you would say, wouldn't you, if somebody was, you know, doing that to you. Like, what, what, are, you, what are you looking for? And they say, where are you staying? I mean, I think it's an odd answer to that question. Where are you staying? And he says, come and see. They didn't ask him, where's your house? 
because they know he doesn't have a house, right? He's homeless. Um, I always want to know where he took them. Like, did he go to his friend's house and say, you know, here, I'm staying with this guy right here, and we're, uh, you know, I'm kind of crashing on his couch, and this is where I live? Uh, or, you know, did he take them to a cave, you know, like, I've been staying in this cave for a while, and, um, you know, down by the river, maybe a little tent, you know, <laughs> this is where I'm hanging out. We don't know. But whatever it was, they decided to stay. They followed Jesus to where he was, and they hung around. In fact, something happened to one of them, this fellow whose name is Andrew. He was so caught up with the person of Jesus that he takes off and he leaves. And he goes and he finds his brother Simon. And he's like, Simon, you have to come. You've got to. We found him. He is the one. You've got to see this. It wasn't enough that he just was there. He was, he was beside his I, I've got to go and tell my brother. What was it about Jesus that made them so captivated? In fact, this fellow Andrew, really, really interesting fellow. You know what the, do you, if you imagine in your mind the flag of Scotland, would you know what it looked like? Like the, the, the white X on a blue field um, also looks like, I think, the flag of Florida maybe. also has a red X on a white field. That, that X is called St. Andrew's Cross. St. Andrew's, this Andrew, the one who left following John and started following Jesus. History says, or tradition says anyway, that St. Andrew was crucified on a cross that looked like that. And he was crucified because he decided to go all in with Jesus. I'm going all in with him. What was it about Jesus that would make somebody give up their entire life? Even die. Not fight, but die for him. We all have one possession. We've got lots of them. You think, you should know me. I've got lots of stuff. You have no much, you have as much junk as I have. You, you see my garage. I have so, but we all have one possession. Really. Just one. And it's super valuable. We have a life. We have our lives. And our lives are worth, well, worth more than we could ever imagine. And it's why we cringe, why we get so frustrated when we see somebody, you know, strung out on drugs or, or sitting by the side of the road begging for money. Not because we think that we're better than them, but because we hurt for them. We just think, my word, you have one life and this is what you're going to do with it. It's why you cringe when you, when you hear the article about the, 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 the woman who was caught in the crossfire of a drive-by shooting, innocent mom walking home from the store and she's killed. And you think, that's just not right, it's not fair. That's a valuable life. A child shot in a playground. That's not right. Because they're valuable. Our lives matter. And so it sort of comes down to this, doesn't it? If our lives matter, if our lives are valuable, and they are, it matters what we do with them. It matters the choices that we make with them. Because everything we do with our lives is some sort of an investment. It's, we're giving our lives to something. You cannot not make a decision about this. Even a non-decision is a decision about the way that we spend our lives. What are we going to invest them in? And it's not like we won't do stupid things. We'll always do stupid things. I have a long list of stupid things. Many of you 
here celebrate my birthday with me know them. I mean, they're, it, it, it's just I can't cover them up. And here's the thing about me. I haven't even done my best work yet. So hold on. It's coming. You are going to do stupid things too. Oh, and I've seen some of them. <laughs> Marvelous. But those are small investments, aren't they? Those are sometimes we waste money. You know, we buy junk on Facebook. They think it's going to be great, and it's not. Small investments. I'm talking about the big investment. I'm talking about when we go all in. And it's the God decision, isn't it? That we cannot get away from this. We have to deal with this issue. The, the, God, the God issue continues to stare us in the face. Does our lives matter? It, do our lives rather matter? And if they do, what does this mean with the God question? We have something of enormous worth, and we have to invest it somewhere. So when it comes to money, I can't tell you. You know, I don't know if Bitcoin's a good idea or not. I think one of my kids, maybe several of them, have, you know, money in this. I don't know. Um, I have no idea about mutual funds or stock options or bonds. I, I, don't, I have no idea. I would be the worst possible person to ever ask about money. And if you know about it, come talk to me because I don't. But here's what I can tell you, is that 30 years ago, I decided to follow Jesus. And I'm like, I'm going all in. I'm going all in. Not to be a priest. I, I had no intention of being a priest. Not at all. And didn't for a long time. It was at least six or seven years before I, I started to go into to a path ministry. But I went all in for Jesus. And I'll tell you what, I have never, ever once regretted that decision. It's the best investment you'll ever make. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.